Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash Entitled People, where people truly believe they can do whatever the heck they want and have whatever they want because they're better than everybody. My friends, I hope you enjoy the lineup of stories today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And remember to hit subscribe if you haven't already. Okay, so my sister is a train wreck. She needed a place to stay, and I have a large enough home for an extra person. My sister has no job or income. I told her she has a few months to get it together and then leave. So while she's staying with me, I give her about $100 a week to keep my house clean so that she has some cash. So last week, I gave my sister her $100, and she said I owed her more. Now at this, I was confused. She then explained that she did other work for me. I asked her what more she did, and she said she's been walking my dog in the afternoons. I walk my dog every morning and evening, but I guess she takes him with her on afternoon walks. She said the going rate for a dog walker is $25 per walk. Five days times $25 is $125 on top of the $100. She then mentions that she put together a scrapbook of personal letters and papers. According to her and Etsy, that job was easily another $75. I told her I never gave her permission to do those things. Her argument is that those jobs fell under the umbrella of keeping the house clean, that I owe her now, and that I was ripping her off. So I threw her out. Money's not the issue. I have plenty of disposable income. I was disgusted how she came at me. Am I in the wrong? OP is definitely not in the wrong for this one. In fact, I personally think as soon as the sister pulled that entitled crap of I did this, this, and this for you, OP should have immediately countered with the bill for food, rent, utilities, and whatever else her sister was using. A lot of people do agree that kicking her out was the best way to do it, since she's a full-grown adult at this point. So I organized a small conference in Manila for work. The conference was at a gated 5-star hotel that came with a very large buffet for breakfast. This buffet had everything. Cuisines from many different countries. The conference fee included the cost of the buffet, but if you were a guest just staying there, you had to pay for it. I walked in, gave my room number to the host, who confirmed that the food was complimentary. I'm seated by the door as the room's almost full, so I can hear the next conversation pretty clearly. An elderly man was next to be seated, and he says, My food's free too. I'm with her. Pointing to me. Now, at this, the host attempts to seat this man with me, and I say to the host that I was saving a seat for a colleague, The host then said, wait, he's not with you? I tell him no, he's not even with my conference, I've never seen this man. The guy gets super angry at this point, he tries to tell me that he's a conference attendee, and at that I laughed and said, so what's the name of the conference? He then says something about his secretary doing all the details and how the heck was he supposed to know that? I just looked at the host. The host pulls him away and seats him at another table and said, I'll have to confirm you're a guest before you can eat, sir. The guy gave the host the details and I got the stink eye for a while. So cue the buffet. I'm standing at the counter putting food on my plates and then I realize beside me it's that same guy. I watch in horror as he picks up the spoon for the scrambled eggs, tastes them, and then puts the spoon back in the serving dish. 
He then picks up the spoon for the beans, tastes them, and then puts the spoon back. He did this for every single dish until he found something he liked. I then hurried back to the host, grab his arm, turn him towards the buffet and say, Watch. Now I thought the host's head was going to explode. He turned a scary shade of red and veins started to pop out of his forehead. He gets on his walkie-talkie and then calls security. He motioned to a waiter and brought him over. He then told the waiter to grab every other waiter and to start clearing the buffet quickly as it was now contaminated. Security arrived in about 20 seconds. Two guards with gigantic guns strapped to their back pulled the guy out of the room and the buffet was closed for about an hour while all the food was taken back to the kitchen, remade, and then brought back. The irony of this is that it was an infectious disease conference. Now, now that was an old guy who clearly didn't give a care in the world anymore. Absolutely disgusting. So this person shares her grossest experience at a buffet, and she says, I used to travel a lot for my husband's work, so I've eaten at a lot of hotels for brekkie. Unfortunately, this has exposed me to the grosser parts of travelers as a whole. I've seen a guy stand at the prawn station, literally eating them with his hands and throwing the tails back into the pile. I saw a lady sneeze in her hands, pick up a bread roll, turn it in her hands a bit, and then put it back. Someone also dunked their fingers in a sauce jug to taste it. At the dim sum station, someone's kid took a bite out of a dumpling and then freaked out at the taste. The mom moved two steamer baskets down and stashed the half-eaten dumpling before walking away. So yeah, (laughs) anybody else considering not ever going to a self-serve buffet anymore after this? This story happened several years ago, back when I was at college. I was one of the three friends in our group that had a job at 16 years old. Now because I had a job and I was living at home with no bills to pay other than my phone bill, I used to buy my friends things just to be nice, and most of them would be appreciative about it. All except one friend. Now this one friend asked me one day for a 20 for supplies for his photography course. It was to help, and I did photography too, so I obviously thought it would be nice to give him the money. What I didn't know is that he asked my other two friends with jobs as well. So he got a total of 60 pounds out of all of us. Me and a few of our friends decided to go for lunch in town for one of our free lessons. We went to the local pizza place and we saw the friend that asked for money with a large pizza for himself. We didn't question it, but I did think it was a little stupid that he asked for money from me but spent it on pizza. I gave him the benefit of the doubt and just kept quiet. The next day, he comes back to me and asks for another 20 pounds again for photography supplies. I asked him, what happened to the 20 I gave you yesterday? And he said he lost it. So I confront him and asked how he paid for the pizza the other day. At this, he gets annoyed and said that I'm not his mom. I left it at that because he gets petty when he's annoyed. He eventually got another 20 from our other friend. We get into the photography lesson and he told our lecturer that he hasn't got any photo paper because he has no money for it. Now at this I got annoyed. I called him out straight away and said that me and my friend gave him 40 for the paper but he spent it on other things. He then tried to throw me under the bus and said that I didn't. Me and my other friend were visibly annoyed. We left the lesson without him and told our other friend group about it. He took a total of 100 pounds off of us for photography supplies. He told us all the same story. So we challenged him again and said that he took money off us and we expect him to pay us back. He then refused. He said he doesn't get why we care so much about the money if we were rich enough to give it away. We then explained that we thought it was to help him with his education and at this he got really pissy and told us to go F ourselves. We then cut contact with him for the rest of the week and he never spoke to anybody for a good month after that. He then came back to our group a month after. He apologized for the way he acted and said that he had personal issues for which he spent the money on. We didn't want to pry because he looked visibly down. 
He then asked if I can genuinely give him the money for photography supplies. So I said I will. I'll go get him what he needs and give it to him instead of the money. At that he hesitated, but he agreed. We then went to the photography shop to get the paper and the filters, and he asked for a receipt. Now I took the receipt because I had a feeling of his intention, and I gave him the old receipt from when I bought the paper the previous week. So later that day, he comes up to me fuming. He starts to scream at me because the photography shop refused to refund him without the real receipt. I said I did that for this specific reason. It ended how you can guess. We all gave up on him and we never spoke to him again. Guys, that's some friend, right? I literally thought Opie's friend was asking for the receipt so he could pay him back the exact amount one day, but that wholesome ending was blown right out the window. Now clearly that friend does have some personal issues that he's dealing with, and it very well could be addiction, whether pizza or drugs, we'll, we'll never find out. My mom asked me to go grocery shopping because she was quite busy with something, and I agreed to go, so I went. I spent around 10 minutes looking for things on the shopping list. I decided to get a treat for myself because why not? So I got some chocolate. Now I want to note that this chocolate wasn't sold at the till in this location. I had finally finished everything and made my way to the till. I was standing in line using my phone just minding my business when this overly loud parent with her very hyperactive kid who looked around 8 came behind me. The woman then says to me, hey, you wouldn't mind letting us go in front of you, would you? Now at that, I looked down on her cart, which seemed to be a lot more full than mine, and I decided I'm not in a rush, so why not? I replied, sure, and smiled. She then thanked me and went to go in front of me. Now my impression of this woman seemed normal until this happened. The kid then points to my shopping cart and said, Mom, look, it's that chocolate you promised to buy me next time we go shopping. I can hear the mom say, oh, yes, darling, I just remembered. It was at this point the woman looks at me and says, May I have the chocolate bar? The little one's been eager to get it. Now, I would have, but this chocolate is somewhat far from the tills in this location, and as I mentioned earlier, it's not sold at the tills either, so getting a new chocolate bar for myself would have been a chore. So I say to her, I'm sorry, I don't think I can give you the chocolate, it's quite far from the tills. At this, her smile quickly turned to a death stare, and she says in a loud voice, Right. I don't care how far this chocolate is from here, someone like you is more than capable of getting a new one, so just give it to my son. I replied, I don't care how capable I am, I'm not going anywhere, and this chocolate is staying in my cart. Now, there was a lot going through my head at this point, but I remembered how the kid was reaching inside my cart trying to grab the chocolate. So I quickly grabbed it myself and held it in my hand, and he says, Mom, the guy just took the chocolate. The woman then reached at my hand to grab the chocolate, but I moved in time, and I decided to go directly to the cashier and ask him to call a manager. Now, the cashier seemed to have witnessed everything, so he informs the manager what happened. No more than two minutes of me awkwardly standing there, the manager arrives. She walks right up to the woman and quietly asks her to leave, while the mom kept trying to incriminate me somehow until she finally paid for the groceries and she left. Me, the cashier, and the manager all had a laugh after she left. Now that I think about it, the scene wasn't worth a chocolate bar, but oh well. Oh, but, but it was. Opie taught Karen that day that she's not always going to get what she demands, and honestly, that chocolate probably tasted so good, knowing that Karen wanted it from you, and that she walked away empty-handed that day. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So a little backstory. My neighbors have three boys, all under the age of seven. In my first encounter with a mom, she promptly tells me, not asks, that her kids like to wander. Now I naively thought that meant that there might be the odd rogue ball that'll fly into my yard or something, so don't protest at the time. Our yards are unfenced, and we share a driveway, and oh boy was I wrong. My yard, back deck, front garden, and even the inside of my house were seen as an extension of their space. The boys would even have sword fight tournaments on my back deck, off my kitchen. The parents would literally do nothing. I was put in a position many times to ask for more privacy, as it was affecting my work, my privacy, and my general sense of well-being, as I'm a very private person. It took some push, but finally, things got better. Now, they do still wander, but not to a level that I'm considering to cause drama over. So this past early winter, I decided to put in security cameras. I live alone in a not-so-great area, and I wanted some peace of mind. I also wanted to document encroachment in case it got bad again. In that time, the cameras have picked up a lot of encroachment from the kids, but I didn't raise the issue, because the relationship with the parents was peaceful, and I wanted to keep it that way. But fast forward to yesterday. My camera picks up a clip of the middle kid peering into my window with a pair of binoculars. I sent the clip to the parents, explaining that one of my cameras picked it up. And I'm not comfortable with this kind of behavior. I told the parents it's inappropriate and an invasion of my privacy. They then sent a note back saying that he was only trying to see if I was home so he could say hello. They then insisted on knowing more about my security cameras, what they can see, what they can pick up, and if they can see the kids playing in their yard. I explained that they don't. They only pick up motion in my yard. If the kids in my yard, which they are a lot, they are recorded. The parents insisted that I take the cameras down as they don't want their kids being recorded. I told them if they don't want their kids recorded to tell them to stop coming onto my property. The lesson is, entitled parents raise entitled children. I'm frightened to see what kind of adults these kids will turn into, and who knows if I'll be here long enough to find out. Guys, that would get annoying so freaking fast. A lot of people were saying that OP should fence up her backyard, but she says that the parents will probably refuse to split the cost. It just sounds like a freaking nightmare. It's so entitled. Take your cameras down so my kids can trespass on your property without being recorded, because I don't like that. My family friend's sons needed a lift to the airport early one morning for a long planned trip. I lived about 10 miles from their place, and the 30-mile trip I was taking to work took me right past the airport, so it was a bit of extra time out of the morning. They begged me and phoned me, and I said I was good to give them a lift. I turned up in the morning, loaded up the gear, the sons, and they said goodbye to their parents and we took off. We drove a few miles up the freeway and my seatbelt alert starts pinging. Son number one in the front seat had taken off his belt. I asked him to put it back on and he goes, nah, I don't do seatbelts. 
So I pulled over. I looked back at the other son in the back seat, which didn't have alarms, and sure enough, he had taken his seatbelt off too. Then the arguing started. I was as blunt as I could be that I'm not risking my license and my money so they could get a free ride to the airport, and I didn't care one way or another. I told him, guys, I'm not moving the car unless the belts are on. I've been fined once before, and I'm not doing it again. This is when son number one says, I told you that I don't do seatbelts. Dad's okay with it. At this I say, I'm not. And you, son number two, put yours on too. I'm not moving until they're on. At this, son number one looks at me and says, Do you have any idea how dangerous seatbelts are in an accident? He then puts the seatbelt behind him and clicks it in. I tell him, no, the seatbelt goes around you. That doesn't count. He says to me, it's gonna turn off the alarm. Go, you'll see. We need to get going. I tell him, we can, when you put your seatbelt on. I don't give a damn about the alarm. I care that it's a $600 fine if you both don't have seatbelts on. Son number two begins to tell me that they're gonna be late, and I said their flight's not for another hour and a half. Belts need to be on. Son number one then calls his dad. He complains that we've stopped, and dad asked why. Son number one explains, and then his dad tells him to put the seatbelt on. Son number one says okay, but didn't notice that I'd heard his dad's side too, and said his dad says I need to get a move on. I tell them, not until seatbelts are on. Now this goes back and forth, to the point that I'm gonna be late for work if I don't get going. Son number one's all like, fine then, turn around, I'll get my dad to drive. I then say to him, belts on then. No, I've told you already. At this point, I get out my phone and browse idly, showing them that I'm not moving until their seatbelts go on. Son number one phones his dad again, and his dad sounds really pissed, and he agrees to pick them up. Both sons get out, take their bags, and one slams the door and I drive off. They're left behind. So I get to work, and I get a phone call that son number two left his main luggage in my car, and they want it dropped off at the airport. They're flying out soon, and they need it now. I tell them to go get a taxi, and I'll meet them out back of my work. They decide to argue that it's my responsibility to get them the luggage, and again, they argue the point. Half an hour later, one turns up in a taxi to get the other's luggage. Now I should note here that I really don't know these guys well at all. Later that afternoon, I get a phone call from their dad that I've wasted his son's tickets, that they weren't able to fly out and couldn't rebook quickly and they'll miss half their vacation now. And it's all my fault for stopping so long. I try to explain as clearly as possible that I wasn't going to risk another huge fine and piss off my employer just for the inconvenience of a couple of ingrateful idiots. I'm still friends with their mother, who was the original friend of the family, but things are a bit strained between me and her husband and her sons. Their sons were about 21 and 24 at the time it happened. Okay, I can't believe they got their dad to come pick them up, all because they refused to put on a seatbelt. Like, what in the world? I love how the kids argued that seatbelts are dangerous in an accident, but so is getting ejected from the vehicle. Guys, I was actually really surprised that they're 21 and 24 and still called dad for help. Now, I'm 34 years old, and I've never been very close to my parents and two brothers. My dad's pretty sexist, and he clearly preferred his sons over me. He would take them camping, rock climbing, etc., but I wasn't allowed to do any of that because, according to my parents, that's not for girls. My mom often berated me for not being girly enough because I watched action movies, read superhero comics, and wanted a career instead of being a stay-at-home mom like her. She said I disappointed her by not following in her footsteps. To top it off, my older brother could always get away with picking on me because boys will be boys. He would often take my comics and would be allowed to keep them until I found a safe place to hide them. Growing up, these comic book characters like Batman, Catwoman, and Wonder Woman were my safe place. 
The one relative I felt who understood me and actually gave a damn about me was my mom's cousin. Let's call him Fred. Now Fred was also my dad's business partner and we'd see him quite often. He agreed to take me climbing with his kids and he'd buy me comic books and didn't ridicule me when I got zits. I'm closer to his kids than I ever was to my brothers. I was able to move out of my hometown at 27 and I haven't gone back since, nor have I seen or had any contact with my family. I even got Fred and his family to promise not to reveal my whereabouts to my parents. So fast forward a few weeks ago, Fred passed away due to a massive heart attack. I came to his house to pay my respects and to help out with the funeral. As expected, I ran into my family. When my mom saw me, she started crying. She tried to hug me, but I pushed her away. My dad then demanded to know why I hadn't come home to visit them all these years. My oldest brother was accompanied by his wife and two kids, and the younger one was with his fiance. They tried to introduce me to them. I just said a polite hello, but honestly, I felt nothing. I just didn't care about them anymore. My super entitled mom tried to guilt trip me by crying again, but I told her to show some respect for Fred and to not make a scene. After the funeral, Fred's daughter took me aside and told me that my mom had been pestering her mom to divulge my contact info. She asked if they could give it to her, just to get my mom off their backs. Now, I didn't want this family to be troubled, so I said yes. And sure enough, the next day, my mom calls me again and again to berate me for missing my brother's wedding and the birth of his kids. At this, I tore her a new one. I told her she had done nothing but make me feel subhuman for the crime of being a girl. That they were entitled, misogynistic, hypocritical narcissists that had no business raising kids. I reminded her of every humiliation I endured while growing up in the home. I was never treated as part of her family when I was a child, so why was she bothering now? She kept bawling and telling me that I was being cruel to her and how dare I do that to my own mother. Before I hung up, I told her if she ever harassed me again, that I would get a restraining order. Life's too short to be wasted on trash. Guys, ain't that the truth. I hope OP's in a much better place without her family now. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, we survived another one. If you missed the last episode on the channel, a crazy Karen demands a soldier serve her as she pays her taxes. It's such a funny story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.